Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Have you heard of the Archery Talk 101 Facebook group? You should come join us and watch and interact with the podcast as recorded. You can do this in real time. You can interact with the show, ask questions, and participate in the show. So you want to be a competitive archer. Hi, my name is Roy Cantabra. I'm going to be host today on Archer Talk 101. And we have a competitive archer on the line with us here. Uh, Jeremy, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate it. Yeah. So introduce yourself and tell us, you know, the audience something about you. Okay. Uh, my name is Jeremy Balderrama uh, from Texas. Uh, I shoot a lot of ASAs. Um, just started with indoor and field, so uh, I'm, I'm more on the on the target side, but um, got started in archery um, a little bit later in life, not like a lot of people where they started real young. Uh, my dad was more into gun hunting. He has some messed up shoulders, so he was never really, never really on the bow side, but uh, I happened to have something that I was, that I posted on, on Facebook of all things for trade, and a guy was like, hey, trade you a compound bow for, for that, and I was like, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it and picked it up. The bow was way, I had no idea about draw length. I had no, no idea about poundage for the bows. I just, I just picked it up and started shooting it. Come to find out later that, uh, it was way too long. Like, I think it was like a 30 inch draw length, a 31 inch. And I was like a 28. So it was, uh, it was terrible, but made some good shots. I actually shot a deer with that, uh, with that bow, um, shot a buck, uh, down in, down in South Texas. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of, kind of progressed from there. So I, that's kind of interesting. You know, my first bow you know, was 32 inch draw length and I'm 29 and a half. I didn't <laughs> know any better. And, um, and then once you learn, it, it's amazing how much better you shoot once you get, you know, the correct draw length. I shoot 29 now because they look extra bad in my arm, you know, up here in Nebraska, we have some pretty cold hunting season. Um, so we have to wear big, heavy coats. And, you know, that half inch shorter draw length, I don't have to worry about putting an arm guard on. And, you know, you don't smack yeah, your arm. And yeah. <laughs> I bet you smacked your arm a few times been too long a draw length, didn't you? A number of times. I, there was one. So I, I kind of, I, I shot for a while, ended up shooting that deer, and then just kind of life got in the way and kind of just put the bow up for a little while. And then uh, me and my wife, we moved up to uh, to a town called Brownwood. And um, I was like, you know what? I was like, I got some places I can hunt up here. I was like, I'm going to get back into archery. And so I picked the bow up and I had a knot. I mean, by the end of it, I had like a, a softball size knot on the inside of my arm. <laughs> I'm slapping my arm so many times. Yeah, that, that, that can happen. And that can be, you know, pretty painful, you know, when you start getting those because it swells up. And then oh, on yeah. top of that, you know, after it swells up, then uh, it, uh, it doesn't it always seems really to find the strength. And then you hit it more. And... <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. So I, I see you've got some pretty good scores in there. What, how, what made you get started in uh, target archery? So, um, so I ended up, I, I got a bow and I was, I, I actually, put that the the bow that was way too long and everything it was a um oh gosh it was a pse fire flight or first flight or something something along yeah. 
it was an older, like a, like an early, I think like an early nineties bow and um, ended up talking to a guy that was real big into archery, uh, real big into deer hunting and everything. And talked to him about it. And he was like, man, you need to find a bow that's your right draw length. Let me help you find one. And so he helped me ended up getting a, um, getting a couple, couple different Hoyts. And, um, whenever I got those Hoyts and they were newer, uh, it was like a Maxis 31 and a Nitrum, I think. And, um, so they were newer bows and I was, I was shooting, I was really enjoying it. And I just happened to get on, on a Facebook group and a guy that wasn't too far from me was up in, up in Lubbock, which is about three hours. Um, he was like, uh, he goes, he had posted some pictures of some, some 3d shoots. And I was like, man, what, what is that? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, is that a competition or something? And he was like, yeah, it's, it's the ASA, the Texas ASA. Um, he goes, have you never heard about that? I said, no, I, I never, never seen it. Never heard anything. Didn't even know competition archery was really even a thing other than like the Olympics, um, uh, with the, you know, with the Olympic recurve bows and things like that. And he was like, man, there's a, there's a shoot over in Weatherford, which was an hour up the road. Um, he goes, it's, it's this weekend. Uh, he goes, you don't have to sign up or anything. He goes, you can just come out there. It's like 30 bucks or you can shoot a fun round. He goes, I recommend a fun round and come out and have a good time. And I'll, you know, I'll just kind of show you around. So I went out there with him and, uh, ended up doing really well. I shot better than everybody on, that I was with him and, and all these other folks, they were, we shot the same distances. I was shooting a, it was a single pin slider, um, for hunting. It was a HHA site and, um, was shooting that and was doing really good. And I was like, by the end of it, I was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. I was like, I fell in love with it. <laughs> it was three fun. And I've, I've been finding more on the, on the indoor side, shooting spots and everything. And then, um, I'm going to be shooting my first field shoot this year. Um, which starts up in April and uh, really looking forward to that. And I've really just, I've just kind of, I don't even really hunt all that much anymore. I, I actually took my, my target bow hunting one day, sighted in for broadheads and went and sat up in a tree with a, with a Hoyt Invicta, which is a, <laughs> a bow. And um, it ended up shooting a, shooting a white or shooting a little, little doe with it. And um, it was, it was pretty interesting, but I've just, I kind of, I bought a, another bow recently that I do that I'm planning on doing 3d and indoor or 3d and, uh, and hunting with, um, and then plan on, I've got another bow in order that I'm going to be doing indoor and, and, um, in field with. So I just, I can't get enough of the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's a lot of fun when you, when you get into that. And, uh, I like going to 3d shoots. You know, I shoot spots, you know, develop my skill and then 3D shoots because it's kind of like hunting, you know, oh, yeah. not exactly, but it's, it's close enough, you know, judging that mm -hmm. yardage is the key and, no, yes. and picking your spot. You know, the key is pick yeah. your spot. <laughs> picking, picking the spots, the hard part, because you can, you can pick <laughs> the wrong spot pretty easily and, and be, you know, out of, out of the, the area that you need to be in. Right. Yeah. And, and I've even hunting and forgot to even pick a spot and completely miss the deer. Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? You know, I take a field tip and I picked out a leaf and I hit it. It's like, and I yeah. missed the whole great big deal, completely missed it. And it was like 10 yards away. I just uh -huh. came back, forgot to aim. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen, especially with everything that's going on. Yeah. 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 I hate to admit that you do that, but you know, hey, it, it oh, all it's, happens. It's part of it. <laughs> it's it's always it's always part of it. Missing's missing's not missing an animal's not to me isn't huge i mean it's yeah it, 
it happens. Yeah, it stinks. And, you know, you wish you wish you hadn't done it. But one, it's better than just wounding it and it running off. And then right. two, for me, it's it's, you know, then you learn something you learn. OK, you know, I need to really focus on this one, this one aspect a little more during this time. And it's just those little learning experiences. But I kind of look at those as. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You learn it's like, OK. I gotta gotta aim, you know, when you go yep. out there, you gotta pick a spot and aim for it. <laughs> yep, gotta focus on that one, that one little extra. Yeah. Ass- yeah. And, and the nice ones when you come, you see a, a buck coming in, you just barely got in your tree stand and, and you have time to get your bow set up, get your arrow knocked, and draw the bow back. And you don't have time, you just just seen a rat coming. So you, okay, it's a buck, you know, it's a deer, man, mm-hmm. mostly. And it steps out and then you shoot and it's not till later that day when you realize how big the rack actually was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got back to my store and it, it's, I'm sitting down on a chair in, in the range and there's windows out there and my truck's backed into the, um, into the stall and I can see the rack sticking up over the back of the truck. It's like, Ooh, that was a big one. Didn't even realize it till then it was that big. <laughs> oh yeah. And I imagine y'all have some monsters up there too. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Our, our fawns run in, you know, 60, 80 pounds for our fawns and adults, uh, you know, depending on which part of the season you're in, of course. Yeah. You know, the, the fawns, you can lift them, truck and throw them in back by yourself. But that's, the, that's uh, some of our does around here. <laughs> yeah. The, the full size ones. Yeah. You can't lift them in by yourself unless you're really, really strong. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're, you know, you know, you're lifting sometimes 150, 50 pound animal up and you know that that's quite a bit to lift up into a truck oh yeah yeah so what is uh what has been the biggest challenge you've had so far um i'd say it's you know with with everybody is um what i refer to kind of as that shot anxiety or target panic kind of stuff i mean everybody gets it i'm starting to deal with it a little more than i have lately um I think it, you know, it just kind of, kind of comes down to just anticipating the shot and, and um, just your, your body kind of anticipating that, that initial shock of the shot and wanting to, you know, you want to hit that, that X or the 10 or, you know, that spot on the animal or whatever. And, and just getting that kind of, that shot anxiety kind of going is one thing that, uh, that I've been trying to work on a lot lately. Yeah, that, that's always always a challenge, and there's a lot of different things you know that can cause it. And um, I had a, a guy on one of the podcasts a, a while back that was a hypnotist, and he looked at you know archers, and he was a coach as well, and you know how that can kind of help because what you could you just kind of clear your mind. You know, we all do that. We all about thinking about something else. You might be thinking about the last shot. You might about thinking about something you just did in the past or something you got to do. You know, later on that day, uh, mm-hmm. and then once you do that, then you you forget you know what you're doing, and, and he kind of went through and kind of helped that. And um, I know for me, I I've had places where they try and hypnotize you, and it doesn't work for me. But you know, <laughs> but what what does work is you know just focus on where you want that arrow to go. Just concentrate like nothing else exists except for that center of that that uh, X ring. You know, not not mm-hmm. the whole ring, but the center of the ring, and focus it on that, and concentrate only on that, and and you're not thinking about the drawing process because you're only focused so so hard on that, like you're trying to drill a hole in it. And it's amazing how many times you actually hit that hole. Oh <laughs> yeah, in the center. 
And there's, and there's all, I mean, there's all sorts of things like, you know, the, I try to do me personally, I know a lot, or there's a number of folks that do the command shooting or punching the trigger, whatever you want to call it, where you physically put the dot or put the pin or whatever in the middle of the target and you consciously hit that trigger. Um, personally, I try to do like a, I use a hinge um, for my, for my shots. I mean, I use a hinge hunting. I use a hinge um, in target. I don't even own a thumb button or I don't even think I have a, an index release anymore. Um, <clears throat> but I, I try to do a, a surprise shot on all mine. And one thing that I've, that I've been told that, uh, and it's, it's kind of funny. So one thing that I've, that I've heard in podcasts, I mean, Paige Pierce talks about it and some other, some other people have talked about it is, uh, basically like either singing a song in your head. So you're, you're, you know, everything's subconscious of drawing the arrow back. You just try to focus your eyes on that, on that X and not really think about the actual shot. You try to think about something else and keep your mind occupied sort of like whenever you're driving a car, if you're, if you've ever had that, that point where you've been driving for a few hours or something and you just kind of days off, but you're still focused on the road, everything's still good. And you get about a mile down the road and you're like, was that light green? <laughs> I don't even remember or not. Cause you're just, you're in, you're on autopilot. So that's what I try to try to do with my shot is, is go into autopilot and, and shoot. And I've been doing pretty well with it. Um, one thing that I have been doing lately is, uh, so I have a three-year-old and, um, he's really starting to find his voice and, and talk a lot. And so he's been singing and he's, uh, been singing the itsy bitsy spider. And so <laughs> whenever I'm shooting, I'm sitting there singing that song in my head to, to not focus on what's going on. And it's seemed to help me quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, cause my, my thing is, um, is I'll, I'll be sitting there watching the pin and my, my shot anxiety comes from it's sitting still. I'm like, I need the shot to go off right now. And so I just kind of just jerk. And whenever I do that, I can actually see my pin go from sitting in the center to just kind of all over the place. And then fires usually low is, is where it generally goes off. And so I've, I've been really trying to focus on, you know, not, not allowing that to happen because it's it's all in my head i mean it's all me saying i need it now and then i'm thinking oh i need the shot to go off now and not holding pressure on the bow and and then i I loosen up a little bit and it's just kind of goes from there (laughs) yeah kind of kind of like what now you're thinking about the the hand and making it go off so what are you not thinking what are you not doing you're not aiming anymore yeah so as soon as you try and make make it go off you quit aiming so we're gonna hit don't know, don't care because you're not aiming anymore. So <laughs> uh-huh. that's the, you know, that's this thing that, you know, people try that try and do that. They're not, I've seen people with their finger clear up above, above their, their eye and they're going to shoot, just go there and just cram on the trigger. And it's like, dude, by time, by time you get that <laughs> finger moving. And, yep. and it, it, a lot of times, you know, the target panic comes in, you know, your fingers on it and, and your eyes see the pin float across target you know you don't focus on the pin mm-hmm. focus on the target because the pin's going to move just yeah. just let it move and what people will do don't some people will is as they see that pin go across the target so they come across they're on the target and they say okay pull trigger shoot it moves off the trigger. don't shoot 
So, yep. so it's like one of those shoot, don't, don't shoot. You know, the, the emergency reaction. Okay, stop is is a quicker reaction than than tell them to go. So, so then they start doing this, and the next thing you know, you're constantly doing that. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've seen that well, then, a few times. I mean, you can see it on on even the big stage. Um, Kyle Douglas, who's a uh, a huge, well known. 3D indoor. He, he's a very well-known puncher. That's what that's what he does, and he does it really well. But um, if you if you go back and look, I don't know if you uh, if you followed the Vegas shoot or anything like that, or if anybody um, if, if your listeners did or anything. Um, there's a, a really really good moment of, I mean, just pure target panic, and it was in the final shoot down. It was a gentleman by the name of Chris Schaff and Kyle Douglas, and they're shooting down for the, for the final, final arrows. Um, $50,000 on the line, I would have target panic too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody in their right mind would, but Krishoff's sitting there and he's working through a shot and everything's going off great. Um, but Kyle Douglas, you see him, he's got his thumb there and he just kind of just twitches. And I mean, you can see it clear as day, but he's good enough that he didn't just slam it whenever that happened. He twitched, came back and kind of resettled in and then went through it. But you could see that where him, you know, inside of his head, he was like, it's sitting perfect. I need this to go off right now. And that's whenever that happened. And he goes, oh, wait, hold on. And then kind of just relaxed again and, and then and then made it go off. And I mean, he ended up making a great shot, uh, but you could definitely, definitely see that. <laughs> right there on the main stage. I mean, the highest, highest archers there are in competitive archery and you know, they have target panic. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about the, that kind of thing. I always refer to that as like the rattlesnake bite. Cause right. you'll see they'll, they'll be way up here and they'll just, just slam it. I mean, just pull their hand through and just, I mean, hit that thing as quick as they possibly can. And, you know, usually, Nine times out of 10, it doesn't work very well, but it's that one time that they're like, they make a, you know, it just happens to be coming back through and, and exits off in the, in the X ring and they're happy about it. So, I mean, it's, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. I know when I was, I was teaching people, um, you know, I used to instruct a lot of people. I've been an arch instructor since 95. So I've taught lots and lots of people how to shoot. And, and what I would do is when I'm teaching them, is I'd have them draw back, get get everything all anchored. Okay, put your finger above the trigger. Do not pull the trigger. You're not going to pull the trigger. Your only job is to aim. So let's sit there and aim, aim, aim. And I'll put my finger on the trigger. And then uh, they're aiming. And then I'll just pull the trigger. And nine times out of 10, they hit right in the center, right where they want it to go. And it's not a bad little, not a bad little exercise. <laughs> yeah. Have somebody else pull the trigger. So you don't know when it's going to go off. And it's just, that is what the shot should feel like. Now you know what a surprise release is. If you know when it's going off, you, you're not aiming. You know, yeah. I can tell it's like, okay, you, you can either aim or you can pull the trigger. You can't do both. Because while yep. you're pulling the trigger, you're thinking about pulling the trigger. And I, I'll, I'll use another, another tactic. It's like, okay, up like you're shooting, hold the finger out. Now concentrate. I'll pick a little bitty spot. It says focus on that. Like if you take your eyes off, it's going to blow up and you're going to die. And then, so if concentrate, now make your finger move without thinking about it. Because when you think about it, you have to stop thinking, watching the spot. And then mm-hmm. they can't do it. They're like, uh, that's that's why I'm going to teach you how to shoot without using your finger to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot, a lot of little tricks, you know, you learn over teaching, you know, lots and lots of people how to shoot. And um, 
you know, it, it's it's a lot of, of fun, you know, when you probably get somebody that's like, oh, new new archers. Uh, yeah, that, that that's the the best feeling right there is when you we help a new archer. All of a sudden they get that first bow, you get it all, you go through all the work, you pull it back, and that first arrow goes off. And, and they actually get, you know, pretty close to where they're going. You know, the first shot, it's like, whoa, this is fun. Kind of like <laughs> it's like, oh, this yeah. is fun. And you you see a little light bulb go off above their head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's always a, a lot of fun when that when you see that light bulb go off and uh-huh. It, it's always nice when people come back and you know have good stories that you've taught and 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 that's always a, a good thing and you know it's you know if you're open for somebody to help you there's somebody out there that will help you with whatever your problem oh, is yeah. kind of like you did yeah the story you told was really good somebody you didn't even know just seen them and next thing you know they're they're helping you get started and, and going mm-hmm. out with you and of course then you kind of out shooting them which is <laughs> <laughs> the, it was funny uh, his, uh at the time his father-in-law was there shooting and uh he was like man we're never inviting him back again <laughs> but he was just like man like i i can't shoot around you anymore I was like oh i'm sorry <laughs> like, i'm just, just having fun i think that's one thing too is that you know if you focus too much on your score that uh that usually you don't do as well because you're you're just constantly like oh man dropped another point or oh dropped another x or something like that and that was one thing i always struggled with um i, I also used to calf rope uh, that was one thing that i used to do i used to do a lot of rodeos and stuff and w- looking back at it now i was always you know oh man i gotta be the fastest time gotta be the fastest time and i'd, ha- I'd be riding behind them and i'd get ready to rope them and i would just completely mess up or just have something have something completely go wrong and it was because i was focused on the end result not not what I was doing at that time. And so that was always one thing that I, one thing that I've been working on forever is, is focusing on the moment, not the, not the end result, just, uh, you know, being in that, in that time frame. So I think that's, that's been helping me with a lot of things too. Cause whenever you're, especially whenever it's your first time out, you know, if you're shooting a fun round or something like that, score doesn't matter. So you just go out there and you have fun. And then next thing you know, you're like, man, that's my best score I've ever shot. <laughs> well, you just need to do that during the, the actual competition is just, you know, focus on yeah. what you're doing and not worrying about the score. And I'm always shot with people that, they're like, oh man, I dropped another point. I'm like, dude, don't worry about that. You know, just think about shooting your bow on the next one. Like think about, you know, making a great shot. Don't, don't focus on that, on that X ring or, I mean, not, not focus on it, but don't focus on, you know, having to shoot the x-ring or having to shoot that 12 or, or 11 or whatever you're trying to shoot at and uh you know just make it make a good shot yeah it's not about the fact that you okay i missed one so now you put that missed one in your thought in your mind mm-hmm. and it's like okay i got nine i got nine of them <laughs> you know that's a little different you know uh, mindset it's like okay i got nine on this one you know, okay, uh, I got I got ten on this one. You know, good, I got ten on this one. Don't think about the misses. Think about what's you know, the positive part. And you know, oh, that, yeah. that's a lot of a mindset uh, that goes on in in anything in life. You know, that's mm-hmm. not just in archery, but you know, that's that's the whole thing. You know, what is your mindset? And um, you know, I know I've had times when I went to go shoot and I shot five arrows, ten arrows, and quit. Because I just, my mind wasn't really, I wanted to, but when I got there, nothing was, it just wasn't working and don't, don't fight through it. Just yep. do it another day. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The, the one thing that always got me is, is the people that mind ninja themselves or, or mess like put some, put a subliminal message message in their head. Like uh, for instance, I was shooting a, a 3d shoot here in Texas one day and uh, one of my good friends and his uh, stepdad were shooting with me and they were like, he, he made a shot and he was like, Oh man, I keep dropping them low. I keep dropping them low. Well, guess what he did on the next one? Dropped it dropped low. It. So he did on the next one, dropped it low because he kept saying, Oh, I keep dropping it low. And I'll say, oh man, I need to hit it higher or something, you know, get that in your yeah. head versus, you know, that you're aiming low and then trying to, you know, make up for it. <laughs> yeah, that you know, right there, you know, what we've been, you know, talking about the last few minutes here is just, you know, that mindset, you know, what do you think about? And that's, you know, that's the whole key is, you know, where where's your mind at? And Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's where, you know, we all struggle with that. You know, you always have that negative and, and, you know, kind of thoughts there. You just, as we get a little more into it, you know, we just start pushing those negatives out and, um, you know, keep saying, I, I don't have, I don't have, well, you're not going to have, you know, you never will have. So, yeah. you know, you know, like you, I, I, I think I, I think I seen you had a, a 354 X you shot. Was that, uh, yeah, was that actually, you posted it? Yeah, I have. Um, so I've, I've shot a 54X. I haven't shot under a 300 yet um, in, on a on a five spot. Um, but I've shot a couple 54s, uh, a couple 56s, 57, 58. Um, I've, I've actually been – I just got laid off from my job um, recently. So I've been using this time to apply for other positions and – I have an area where I can go shoot. So I've been shooting every morning and uh, my birthday was on, on Saturday. And so I've, I've been just constantly shooting. And so on my birthday, I shot and I shot a 56, uh, 56 X. Then the day before that shot a 56 X. So I've been in that, that upper mid, mid fifties area, um, which I know I can do better, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, you know, happy with where I'm shooting on those. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. And for the new shooters, um explain what what all that means you have you have your five spot targets you have your white area and then uh inner inner ring it's an x ring um i know yeah so people that knew that don't know what we're talking about yeah so um so there's a there's two different two different faces there's a three spot and a five spot the three spot i think is a little a little more difficult because you have you have a, a ring and there's a bunch of little rings in there and there's a couple different colors. So there's a yellow, which the whole yellow is going to be a nine. There's an inner uh, 10 ring inside there. That's a, I think it's a little bigger than a half dollar. Um, so it's like two, two or three inches in diameter. And then um, there's an inside X on that one, which is about the size of a, of a quarter um, that you're having to hit it at 20 yards. Um, then the ones that I've been shooting lately, which is the one that we mainly shoot in Texas is a, uh, is a five spot, the NFAA target. Um, so there's, there's only two, technically two scores on it. There's either a five or a four. The four is going to be the outer portion of it. It'll be two rings on the outside, which is going to be a, a navy blue. And then there's an inside ring inside there. That's going to be white. That's going to be a five. Um, and then there's a, a ring inside that, which is about the same size as the 10 ring on a Vegas face, um, which is an X. So uh, you shoot, you shoot 60 arrows um, for the whole, for the whole shoot. So the max X point that you can get is 60 X's. Uh, the max 
point number that you can get is 300. So you can get a 360X is gonna be your highest, uh, the highest point value that you can get. Yeah, there, there are all kinds of different target faces you can use out there. And um, it just depends on what shoot you're in as to what you're gonna use. Yeah, and then they'll use like the Vegas face in like a vertical formation um, for like right. USA archery stuff or world archery. Um, we'll use those. It's a little bit different on that side. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been been enjoying the uh, enjoying shooting five spot because it's not only is it the main the the hardest part of it, not only is, you know, shooting the X, of course, but um, the amount of arrows that you shoot at one point in time. I mean, shooting 60 arrows within a couple hours is doesn't sound all that difficult. But whenever you're really focusing on every single one of those, it gets it gets pretty tiring by the end of it. You're, you're pretty well mentally drained by the, <laughs> that shoot. <laughs> yeah. You've got 60 times you're, you're focusing your attention on, you know, laser focused in one little bitty spot and, you know, mm -hmm. not, not the X ring or not the X, but the center of the X, you know, yeah. for those of us that can see the center X, I, I have trouble seeing the center X because <laughs> I don't see, <laughs> I, I don't see that well that far away anymore, but uh, um <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of mental and, and, you know, fatigue that you go into going through that much and, you know, that concentration. And I know when I was doing engineering, I'd come home and it's like, okay, uh, I'd sit down to, to relax and just watch TV. And, and my wife time to come up. So, well, what are you watching? I don't know. Yeah. Not even paying I'm attention. A, <laughs> I'm just letting my mind unwind, you know, yeah. I, I'm not even paying attention. It's like, I don't know what's going on because I'm not really paying attention. I'm just just kind of letting the the mind, you know, relax and then then go on. And, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it's it, it's there's a lot. There's so much to do, and there's a lot of uh, game targets that you can use. There's yeah, yeah. Tic tac toe targets you can shoot at. Play tic tac toe. Uh, there's mm -hmm. um, uh, darts. You know, like a regular dart board. You shoot it with the arrows. Uh, yeah, there's, and then there's uh, uh, the the card game. That right. Board. They go across there yeah play like uh like poker um on there yeah i've got all those targets so i know when i had my store i <laughs> i had those in there so and then you get the small little targets you know like the the single sheet size targets of different animals and a little bit bigger ones and uh there's there's a couple other game ones i don't remember what they were now but you know it's it's kind of fun we, you know play the tic-tac-toe you, you know you get your five arrows and and uh you know, you can take a spot away from somebody if you want. You just got to get closer to the center. Yeah. You know, so if you're right dead center, nobody can take that one away from you. So you got to be really, <laughs> you know, really good. And if you get off a bit, well, you can take it. But, you know, that's your arrow. So you might run that arrow is trying to take a spot away. And mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of fun. And yeah, which is always nice to have. The one thing that I always kind of wish that we had more around here. So um, being Texas, it's pretty spread out. I don't have a lot of folks that I get to shoot with all the time. Usually it's just me shooting um, by yeah. myself. Um, so the the little spot games that I've been shooting, I mean, more for for score for myself, just as practice, but um, but it's it's good good to practice that way because then you're aiming at one little small spot whenever on an animal you have a pretty good area that you can aim through. Right. Uh, but it's it's nice in some of the some of the northern states where indoors the uh, 
a pretty big thing where you have more people that you can shoot with in that area is always, always a good thing. And then, you know, having those little games and stuff where you can invite people over and, and uh, shoot a little tic-tac-toe game or, or play some, play some cards with arrows and all that. It's pretty (laughs) fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, here where I live on the Eastern part of Nebraska, you know, you've got Lincoln and Omaha and Fremont, they all have uh, uh, clubs that you can go to and shoot and, you know, there's several outdoor ranges. Um, the game parks has a range that you can go shoot at for free. And some of the state parks have archery targets on them you can go shoot at. And, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, some of them, though, uh, I've seen some that's like, okay, if I haven't had more than my my recurve, I don't think the arrow would get stopped. So you got to <laughs> check the backstop because some of them are shot up pretty bad. And, you know, yeah. just bring your own target then, you know, because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, which I can imagine. I mean, it's probably, you know, it's not not cheap fixing those things. So, no, usually the the states kind of balk it. It's spending extra money on top of other things. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, there's, you know, that's the advantage up here, you know, down there in Texas, you've got, um, you know, a lot of land or you're spread out, you know, and you have concentrations of big population. But, you know, a lot of Texas, there's not there but big old ranches (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of a lot of hunting ranches and things um around here especially uh where i'm at i mean there's a ton of hunting like private private high fence hunting ranches is is majority around here Uh, yeah we got uh we got a little so there's a lot of little 3d ranges and um like field ranges and things like that in the in the area um I mean, of course, they're spread out. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm the president for the Brownwood Bow Hunters Association here, which we have a, a range on on about 60 acres that we lease, and um, it's it's strictly 3D. Um, we have a static range, of course, where you can go and shoot some bags and things, but uh, there's not a whole lot of of indoor. Um, I have to travel for indoor. I mean, that's I mean, I the nearest indoor range to me is about an hour and 30 minutes. And that's probably the closest one that there is. Most of them are about two hours. So, um, so it's a little different, different around here, but uh, I mean, outdoor stuff here is, is huge because it's, it's so warm all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been out shooting in the middle of January and it's been, you know, 60 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh it's, usual for around here for being able to shoot just about outdoors year round unlike up up there where you know you have your your freezes and your feet of snow and so it's <laughs> not yeah. as common to be able to go out and shoot <laughs> I, I think it was last federal i was down by austin and it was really really cold <laughs> yeah when i drive yeah, down there's yeah. actually was snow yeah, we've we've had some bouts of snow. Um, last year we had we actually had some right at uh, right in February. Uh, this year we had a little bit in February, but we haven't had much since. But we had that what people refer to as the snow apocalypse down here, where it <laughs> like nine degrees in Houston, which is absolutely unheard of, and everybody had had freezing pipe issues and things because they're just not set up for for having any sort of freezing weather like that. I mean, I, I'm from Houston and it's, I don't think it ever got below 32 degrees there the entire time that I lived there. I mean, and, I mean, it's, it was, it was absolutely unheard of. And that's why a lot of people had trouble, but um, we get a, a little bit of cold weather, but it's not, not anywhere like, like up North. That's for sure. 
Yeah, it, it don't take much. I know um, uh, when I was in the Air Force, I was in Abilene, Texas, and uh, one year I was there, I think it's uh, 75. Uh, it, we actually had snow on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you, you know, of course, it was gone by 10 o'clock next day, but... Of course. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last long. Yeah, yeah actually, just a little uh, dusting. Abilene's but... not far from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Abilene's just, just right up the road. We get, uh, I, I go up to Abilene just about every single week <laughs> yeah yeah but when i was there there wasn't really much to do <laughs> yeah it's it's grown it's grown quite a bit there's a lot of thing up there uh i've gone i'm i'm big on so i do some archery hunting but my big thing is is shotgunning i, I love waterfowl waterfowl hunting is one of my big things and so i've gone up gone up towards that way and, and here in town and down on the coast and so i've done a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff but uh it's it's fun <laughs> well i think a lot of, a lot of us archers you know we're also you know shoot shotguns rifles handguns um you know, go out and hunt fish you know just just kind of outdoors and um it's it's just a skill that we like to do and learn and it's fun <laughs> oh yeah yeah i I see a lot of a lot of people that are in archery that love fishing. Like that's the main. That's one of the main things I see. Like it's everybody kind of like especially in target archery. Like everybody gets out of out of hunting deer because you know they shoot their bow more more times than not for just target stuff. So they just their getaway is is going out and, and hitting some fish. So, yeah, which I've always kind of found funny because there's just a bunch of them that I've seen, especially like pro archers. If you ever look, I mean, most of them are their other pictures that they post other than being out on the range is being in a boat fishing somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you look on my friends list on, on Facebook, you either fishing or hunting is <laughs> <Like> everybody <laughs> on there is either an archer or hunter or, or fisherman, you know, that's like yeah. <laughs> everybody on there. There's a few that aren't, but you know, that's just kind of, we just kind of connect together and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I'd even thought about one time, cause I got so many friends that got, on, on facebook that fish it's like starting a fishing podcast <laughs> man i got i got i had too much fun with this one. Oh yeah this, this one's a lot of fun and i can imagine know, get, it's get get to talk people all over the world on and and you know everybody's story is a little different and the, the thing that you know common theme that i have you know as a guest on there it's like if you're an archer you meet another archer you're automatically friends Mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've met a lot of people through archery and going to the national shoots and everything is is one of the one of my favorite things because you meet people i mean because you're spending you know hours uh at a shoot with one with these people and usually you're in a group of some kind and um you meet some some really interesting folks and everybody has the same thing in common they all like to shoot their bows so that's right <laughs> always a plus so um uh, like i i went to uh foley alabama just a couple weeks ago and um, went over there for one of the, the ASA uh, pro-ams that they have, which is one of their national shoots. And uh, I was paired up with a guy from, oh gosh, where was he from? He was from up north, I think over, over in Nebraska area, um, if I'm not mistaken. And there was a, a guy from Alabama and a guy from, uh, from Oklahoma that was there that was all in my group. And it was a fun group. I mean, we had a, we had a great time and it's always, you know, nice meeting people other areas and i've i've shot with some guys that i see out on the range that will stop and talk i, I met a couple kids from uh from mississippi 
that, uh, or they go to Mississippi State University and they're on their archery team and I shot with them and we've become friends. I've been friends with them for about two years now from, from one of the, from one of the shoots, we catch up all the time or we'll run into each other at one of the national shoots. And so it's, it's really, I, I love that part about archery is that, you know, it's, there's a few bad apples in there here and there, you know, there's, there's some people that you're, you know, don't really like to meet, but then most everybody is some of the nicest people that you could possibly meet. Right. help you out with anything or like, uh, you know, pros, if you have any questions or anything like that. I mean, I've sent a few messages or something to, to a few of them. And I mean, you get a response back. You, I mean, not usually that day, but usually sometime, sometime in a reasonable time frame, and they'll, you know, give you some tips or some pointers or something. And it's, you know, it's, it's really nice. I, I like that part about the archery side. Yeah. So what, what would you say to somebody that's wanting to just start out in archery? Like that question, because um, there's always different ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I would say do it. If if you're thinking about getting out and shooting, do it. Go go to a I would I'd recommend the, the main thing that I always recommend is is going to a a well-established um shop. Like go to a place where you know they have a good reputation and everything like that if if you if you can. Some people can't. Um just because it's it's not feasible, there's not any shops near them or anything. But the best thing to do is to go to a shop, get your draw length measured, test out a couple bows, um, test out as many bows as you can because all of them are different. Uh, the grips are different, yeah. the feels different. Um, there's different axle to axle lengths, so the so the length from or the length of the bow is different. Um, there's just a, a bunch of bunch of little things that some people like this some people like this some people don't shoot this one well some people shoot this one better um so there's there's a lot of little variations but i'd say go to go to a shop especially one that has a lot of a lot of different bows and start trying them out get measured on your draw length figure out what you need because that's the main thing is is knowing what your draw length is and and a shop's going to get you relatively close um they'll they'll put you in the ballpark um but then you know if you really want to get serious about it, you can fine tune that from there, figure out what works better for you and what doesn't. Um, but it's, I would say definitely go to a shop and get, get checked out. That's, that's the number one thing right there. Yeah. Don't, don't start off like we did with way too long a draw and start <laughs> smacking the arms and yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it hurts when you hit them, especially get a little bit higher poundage bow and oh yeah, yeah. avoid that, and, you know, go to somebody yeah. who's going to avoid it really easy. And it, and it just helps you avoid some frustrations. Um, you know, you, you get out there, the main thing everybody talks about is hitting an X or hitting the center or hitting this animal in this spot or whatever. And so if you get a bow that's too long or too short, then you're, you know, you're, you don't feel comfortable. You miss your shots more times than you make them. And then you just get aggravated. And I mean, most people just put the thing down and just kind of quit from there. But uh, so if you get, if you get something that's, it fits you good that you, that you can shoot. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, top of the line doesn't have to be the most expensive thing in the world. Um, just something that you can go out and have fun with. That's, you know, that's key. Yeah. You can take a pawn shot bow that you spend two, $300 on, get the whole thing set up. And, you know, sometimes you can find them. You got the bow, you got the arrows, you got a, a release, you got the sight. A case and everything you know for two three hundred dollars if it fits you 
it's worth more than that $2,000 bow that don't fit you. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you're going to shoot much better with it. Uh-huh. And the, the other thing that I'd recommend too is if like, if you're in the North or if you're in an area where there is a shop that has like an indoor range or something, usually they'll have league nights. If you go on a league night and start meeting people and start communicating and, you know, networking, um, gosh, you can get, you can get to try so many extra things. Like, I mean, I know, I know people that go to these different league nights and stuff here that, uh, you know, you're like, Hey man, is that, is that such and such really, is that a true ball, um, like a true ball honey badger release? And somebody's like, yeah, man, you want you want to try it? Like, yeah, sure. You know, how do you work this thing? And you, you, they'll kind of show you and everything and you can, you know, give it a try or, um, I've known people that have let people shoot other, like shoot their bow that they have. Um, I mean, and, and that just kind of lets you know how great the archery community is, but then it also shows you, you know, that you tested that equipment, you felt how that, that bow felt and, you know, you can kind of see, you know, oh, well, these stabilizers were a little wrong or, oh no, these fit me really good. Or I really like the way this feels. And so it really, you know, going and, and networking and everything on that side is, is always great too, because you can meet a bunch of different people and, and get to possibly even try new things or get some tips and tricks on how to make things better. You know, it's, it's always, always good to get out there and, and get to meet some people. Yeah. And then too, you know, a lot of us have been in this for a while. I have, and of course I had an archery store too. So I have lots of stuff on, on I have <laughs> boxes of, of, of different supplies and you, you know, it's, you have maybe you start off with a really cheap you know wrist strap on there and and somebody has a little bit more expensive one that to go to a handheld or something well they don't want the other one so you can you know they'll sell you the, these stuff you know really good cheap price it's still mm. good um oh yeah my my first wrist strap i bought from a guy oh he's in the 90s i still have it I still use it yeah it, it's it's my it's a scott um uh-huh. and it's what I use when it gets really cold out up here because, you know, I don't want to grab my handheld, which is aluminum <laughs> on my bare hand, basically, because, you know, oh, yeah. you have to be able to feel the triggers and stuff. And I put my trigger on the handheld right here in the, the same between the index finger and the thumb because I don't mm-hmm. I don't grip. You know, that way I can't use my thumb to kind of pull the trigger. Yeah, it, it don't do anything. So as I'm mm-hmm. pulling through, then it just it just goes there. Now, if I really had to, I could make, you know, tighten my fist up and it will go off. But. You know, that that's kind of that's extra work that's not worth it. Um, yeah. You know, so I use that because it hooks to the loop on my bow. I use that when it when it's, you know, a little bit nicer weather. It gets really cold. Yeah, I got to have a little mm-hmm. bit more. I have to have my a lot of my hand all open. And and the other one, I just need the index finger out. <laughs> I just need the, the yep. index finger. Everything else got to have a glove <laughs> on to keep it warm. <laughs> and I can keep my hand in the pocket. And it's it's, it's a lot better when it gets down at, you know, in the, the 30s and you know, your, oh, yeah. your, your stuff is like frozen. And... <laughs> yeah. Your hand sticks to the, to that handheld release. <laughs> yeah. You're at that point. Okay. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> and, and I, and I have another one that, um, uh, I forget, um, true fire. They had a handheld okay. one that was similar to the one I had and, and, and they sent one to try out. It was half the price of my Carter release. Mm-hmm. And you know my cost was half, so that, you know the retail cost was half as much to try it out to see you know is this going to work or not. And it can, it works. I it don't shoot it as well because you can feel the trigger moving. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, you know, just feel the trigger moving, then it goes up. You know, you, you, you start thinking about it, you see it moving. You know, yeah. on my, on my uh, Carter annual, I have the, the string, the spring, as hard as, hard as spring as you can put in them. I don't mm-hmm. want any quick, easy movement. And then I have a travel set to basically, there's no travel in it. It might mm-hmm. move a 64th of an inch is all it might move. And oh, wow. it, it's real hard. It does not move. Uh, my son has one. The trigger's lighter. I can't shoot it. as soon as I put my finger and it wants to go off. And it's like, okay, I need a little <laughs> more pressure than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, setting them, setting them hot. That's uh, that's what a lot of a lot of people do. <laughs> well, I did that when I was on the rifle team in high school. You know, mm-hmm. we had our triggers set really light. They had to be at least one pound. They actually had a hook with weight on it. it was one pound? There was one pound total weight, and they would, you know pocket take safety off and slowly put it on there and it had to hold that weight if it didn't hold the weight you had to adjust it up so it would hold the weight because you couldn't have less than one pound trigger pull <laughs> yeah hmm. now, now mine was always a little bit harder than that but it's still you know real light trigger because you know that's it's shooting completely different you use there there use the tip of your finger you know in our yeah. day go back that second knuckle back because uh-huh. you don't you don't pull the trigger it's all completely different and a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of gun hunters try to go into archery and try to shoot it like they do a gun, and it, it, it don't work too well. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> well, if they wanted to, uh, the listeners or the watchers wanted to get a hold of you, uh, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's just Jeremy Balderrama on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, it's Jeremy B. Archery um, on there. I'm I'm always like I'm always answering questions or anything that anybody might have and I mean I'm not I'm not a professional by any means um I've you know I've had some some lessons from from some pros and stuff that that I try to you know basically help share that knowledge um that I've that I've received because uh, I just you know it's it's not or something to me it's not you know necessarily keeping the knowledge for you so you can you know win in the long run or beat somebody else or anything like that. I like to share any kind of knowledge that I, that I have on that side. It's, you know, it just, it might help somebody in the future. So, uh, so I try to, you know, I'll answer questions or anything like that, that anybody sends me. Yeah, that's good. And, and I'll leave a, a link in the description, you know, how to get a hold of you. So I can make it a little easier to get a hold of you. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, as, as a coach, I always like to, you know, see it when you actually are out shooting me, <laughs> you, you know, if I can teach you to shoot better than me, yeah, that's good. You know, it's like, uh-huh. I don't have to be better than you at it. You know, the, the same thing, you know, when I was teaching martial arts, you know, of course you have your experience. It's kind of hard to get the experience you have, but you know, Hey, you, you're teaching them and you want them to get good at what they're doing. And Sometimes you have to teach different kind of lessons, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, and I've, you, you know, I've, probably, I've always heard the horror stories and things of people, you know, giving somebody wrong information or something like that, which I just, I don't think that's cool. I mean, I, I think no. that's really messed up to do is to, you know, tell somebody like, oh, no, you need to untwist your strings all the way to where, you know, there's no twist in them because you don't want twist in your strings or something like that just to you know, mess with somebody or have somebody mess their stuff up. That's just, it's uncalled for and it's very, un- I, I feel like it's unsportsmanlike. I mean, I right. come from, I, I, you know, I've come from, I'm a very competitive person, 
but I'm not going to lead somebody astray just to win. Like, I don't think that that's, I, I do not think that's right. And like I've, for instance, is I've, I've had, I've been, I shot an indoor shoot with one of my really good friends and we shoot the same class and he was drawn back and we had just switched the targets from, he was on the top, top side of the bell. I was on the bottom side of the bell and we had switched them. And so he was supposed to be shooting the bottom side and I was looking and I was like, man, he looks like he's, I wasn't going to say anything to him while he's in the middle of his draw, but I was just kind of looking at it. I was like, man, he looks really, he looks like he's aiming really high right now. Like, I really hope he doesn't shoot my target. And he shot one and it hit the target. And I was like, Tim, wrong target, the bottom one. Like just kind of hollering at him to let him know. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to be wrong and mess up his whole shot. Right. At his target. But as soon as I saw it hit mine, I was like, dude, you, you're, you're aiming at the wrong target, man. You got to aim at the bottom one. And he was like, oh man. And he was, you know, he was upset about it, but it was, it was kind of one of those, one of those deals. I wasn't going to let him keep shooting my target and then be right. like, oh, he shot a zero. Like, that's <laughs> un, completely uncalled for on that side. I've, I've heard of horror stories of people doing that, especially in field, because there's with field archery. And if, if you don't know what, field, or if they don't know what field archery is or anything like that, it's a, a very, it's, it's an extremely fun game. Um, it's what people refer to as like the complete archery game because there's a lot of uphills, downhills, um, angled shots, all kinds of things. But there's there's a bale that has a lot of targets on it, and you got to know which target you're supposed to be shooting. And if you shoot the wrong one, then you shot a zero, or you know things like that. But I've heard of people in major shoots, and it's it's mostly in the the amateur side from what what I've heard. Um, now I don't know if that's entirely true, but um, where they'll sit there and they'll watch somebody through their binoculars at this target that's, you know, 50, 50 yards away and they're shooting the wrong target. And then by the end of it, they're like, ha ha, you shot the wrong, you shot a zero, you shot all the wrong target. Like, really, man, you sat there and watched me do all of that. And now yeah. you're, you're just wanting to laugh at me now. Like that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And if, if you have to win that bad, then yeah go ahead you you can win i don't care <laughs> yeah you know when you come in second behind somebody that's a cheater yeah they didn't really win then no. they got the the trophy or something but you know you, you know you know what you did you know oh yeah and then just about everybody knows you know knows that kind of person or or anything like that and so they they kind of know generally what happened <laughs> yeah well, it's been been great having you on the show today. Uh, really interesting talking to you, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, some of the knowledge that I shared <laughs> helped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it was it was great talking to you, and I I appreciate you inviting me on here. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. I was, I enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun. So oh, my yeah. name is Roy Canterbury, and I've been the host today on Art Shock One Hundred One with Jeremy, and we've had a lot of fun talking and interesting stories and we'll, we'll see you on the next one.